This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. The World Market Watch is brought to you by CMB Preferred. BFM 89.9, it's 7.07, Friday the 2nd of December. And of course, you're listening to The Morning Run with Chong Jensen, Philip C, who's smiling away, and I'm Wong Xiaoning. But as usual, let's recap how global markets closed yesterday. US markets were mixed ahead of Friday's job report. The Dow was down 0.6%. The S&P 500 was down 0.1%. Nasdaq was up 0.1%. In Asian markets, the Nikkei was up 0.9%. Hang Seng was up 0.8%. The Shanghai Composite was up 0.5%. The Straits Times Index was up 0.1% and the FBM KLCI was up 0.2%. Okay, so to tell us where global markets are heading, we have on the line with us Tim Mahalan, President of TJM Limited. Good morning, Tim. Always good to speak to you. Now, Let's do a little bit of a rewind and look at Jerome Powell's comments that came out yesterday evening. Now, the comments were widely interpreted by equity markets as being bullish for stocks. We saw the S&P 500 bounce on that, although it has uh, declined a little bit today. But are there indications in his speech that 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 hint to you of more bearish or bullish times ahead? Yeah, I think the market overreacted, uh, you know, to that. I think it's just like with the CPI report that we got earlier in the month, just looking for an excuse to say the Fed's going to be done tightening. And for some reason, I think they still believe inherently that this inflation is transitory and that the Fed, you know, it's going to come back down and we're going to have a soft landing. You know, and that's all well and good, but I think they went a little bit too far, especially when you consider you ran up against a trend line, strong downtrend line, 200-day moving average where you're at right now. But nevertheless... The Fed, I think that what the real silver lining was, some people think that the terminal rate is going to be four and three quarters. I still think we're five percent. And listen, 75 basis points was always very rare, and they did four in a row. 50 basis points was aggressive. So they're going from very rare to aggressive, and we still don't know the long-term outlook yet. So I think you got to hold your horses a little bit, but you know the market's been looking for reasons to rally, and I think it's a little overbought right now. And Tim, the recession Cassandras are saying that the U.S. economic slowdown is almost a certainty based on stubborn inflation and weakening job numbers. What are your thoughts on this? I I think there's definitely, I think there's a real high risk for recession. Um, And, you know, again, it depends. If inflation stays real sticky, which I think it will, the Fed's going to have to stay, you know, keep rates stiff. And if that happens, I think you're bound to get some sort of recession. Right now, though, the employment picture is too strong. So sometime in the next year, and also consumer balance sheets are still very strong from all the cash that was that uh, you know it was distributed during the uh, COVID era and so forth. But I think you're definitely going to see that. I think you're going to see an earnings recession probably uh, first, and that's going to come with I think sales volume is going to decline and net profit margins will also come down next year. And I think that's going to be the real key. I mean, in terms of this recession, do you expect it to be stretched but shallow, or is it going to be st- short but sharp i hope it's going to be shallow and uh you know that's what that's like what the hope is but you know you never know uh, again i again like before we looked in 08 is the banking system banking system is not where you know the problems and leverage is i think that's more so maybe in private markets but you know again i think the best case would be for uh you know, shallow recession. But again, the earnings recession, they front-loaded, just like in 2000, Y2K, everybody front-loaded sales of technology. And they took, as you may remember, technology stocks into the stratosphere. Well, here with COVID, I think they pulled earnings or pulled sales forward 
from future years, and I think you're going to see a correction there as well. And inflation is going to also impact net profit margins. So I think the big key, in my view, is S&P earnings are expected at like $236 a share is what the common estimate is. Uh, I saw actually a person from Federated, but my view is typically in a recession, earnings fall by 40%. So let's say they go down by 20%, like Federated thinks they will. So that's 197. Give it a 16 multiple, which is generous, and you're talking about a 3,100 uh, S&P. And I think that's probably realistic, and that's where I would find uh, maybe look for some long-term buy uh, investment opportunities. But Tim, that's quite painful, 3,100, because we are now at, uh, you know, 4,076 points. So that's quite a a bit of a a decline. I mean, how should we position the portfolio then? Well, I think what you're looking at here, if you look at the portfolio, anyone looks at the uh, uh, sector's value Mm. right now, is still very, very cheap to growth. I mean, historically, very, very cheap. And I guess deep value. So you have to really look at some quality, but I think... I, I think you want to stay away from the high multiple stocks where growth is forecasted in the future. And I think you want to really move. I think the financials, we mentioned banks. I think banks look like they're still pretty good, have some good energy, although I'm, I'm kind of uh, strangling those a little bit here with, um, you know, protecting some gains. But I think they're going to be giving cash back to investors. Uh, but I, I think you have, and you know, again, Microsoft is a dividend grower. Apple, everybody loves it, but I think they're going to be lower levels for those. So my my view is is value, and also anything non-U.S. emerging markets. I think, especially with the dollar cracking here a little bit, and look like it maybe get something going. I think EM is way overdue here and way too cheap to the U.S. Everything is cheap to the U.S. So I would look outside the U.S. as well. And Tim, I'd like to get your views on oil. It has bounced off its recent lows, but where do you see it heading next month and moving into the uh, winter season? Also, how much will the EU's negotiations on a price cap on Russian crude have on prices? Yeah, I'm not so sure about what the EU knows has anything finalized there yet. But what I will say is that I think with China and the zero COVID and what we saw, people were very nervous about demand destruction basically emanating from China. I think that's kind of cooled off. The supply-demand situation, in my view, with uh, oil is still favoring higher prices. So I think you, you know, you're seeing the lower bound of support here, and I think you're going to pick up, especially as we come into the winter season. Now, I understand we're look, talking a recession next year. So, you know, again, I think OPEC is not going to be, you know, they're not going to step up production. They may even cut production. But I think the supply-demand imbalances argues for some pretty stable prices. Now, in the search for alpha, the high yield of junk bond sector is yielding 9%, almost double what it was at the start of 2022. Are they worth the risk, or would investors be better served by looking at other options out there, actually? Well, I'd say I I think that the uh, high yield and uh, junk right now is at least paying you. So you're getting paid for the risk that you're taking. Uh, and you know it's not. And I think balance sheets, company balance sheets, mostly are, are pretty de- in decent shape. And you know, again, I, I think that there's probably value in that sector. What I really like a lot is I think the MBS mortgage-backed sector because the spreads of Treasuries are really, really wide. And I don't see the rates coming down where refinancing is going to be a risk. So I kind of like, yeah, high yield. I no problem with that, even though I don't. That's really not what I'm. I do. I'd be very selective. I think you can do some fixed rate preferreds. If you're bullish in the long end, you could do preferred stocks. I'm not bullish in the long end, by the way. But, uh, you know, I, I think there's there is some value. But I think the mortgage back to me, MBS market, really, from a safety risk reward standpoint, that's my favorite. But to answer to your question, I think the high yield sector is not as okay. It offers some decent value here. 
And Tim, I want to bring up a point that you highlighted just a few moments ago, which is about the US dollar. And yes, it has weakened. So is the era of the U- of king dollar over? I think it is. Well, if the Fed's pivoting and if inflation stays sticky, you know, I guess you could still look at, you know, what Fed policy is. But, you know, I, I look at what uh, where we went in the dollar index, and as strong as the dollar's been, it still didn't test its high that we reached in, uh, in 2001, uh, 2001, 2002. We fell a little short. That high was around 120 in the dollar index, and I think we didn't – we got to 113, 114-ish or whatnot. I think the dollar could roll over. Uh, you know, again, I'm looking at it, and I, I expect that, and I'm not a long-term dollar bull by any stretch – because I think our, our uh, external deficits and our internal imbalances are going to argue, I think, for um, on a current account basis, I think it's going to argue for a weaker dollar going forward. That's why I'm favoring EM and non-U.S. markets. All right. Thank you for your time. That was Tim Mahalan, president of TJM Limited. He says go for value, look at financials, even the energy, because they look like they're returning uh, dividends to shareholders and non-US assets. EM is the place to park your money. Does US- it include Malaysia? Technically, yes, it does. <laughs> Any non-US dollar assets looks attractive to him in terms of a valuation perspective because the US markets are just way too expensive. Especially with the era of king dollar over. Precisely. But up next, we'll cover the top stories in the newspapers and portals this morning. Stay tuned for that. BFM 89.9. The World Market Watch is brought to you by CIMB Preferred. Moving forward with you. Visit cimbpreferred.com.my for their preferential services beyond banking. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, Download the BFM app.